Hey guys, welcome back to Leave a Little Sparkle. Today is going to be a little different because it's going to be just me and that's for a very good reason. So I want to tell the story about how I came to get a promotion. Yes, your girl got a promotion. And so today I'm just going to kind of dive into the story a little bit. I'm going to tell you guys, um, maybe some tips and tricks on how to land the gig of your dreams. This that I got is the job of my dreams. So without further ado, let's jump into it. <laughs> so I landed my dream job. What is my dream job? My dream job is being a reading coach. Some of you that know me from way back would know that I started my career teaching science and I loved it. I enjoyed every moment of it until I didn't. It was a lot of work and a lot of putting time and effort into the job. I mean, there was, there was so much that had to be done and um, just to, you know, do a small experiment with kids would take me a couple hours of prep time every weekend. And um, I put a lot of my own money into those projects. I put a lot of my time and effort into those projects. And I ended up getting burnout. So I, I taught science for two schools, three years. And I did science and writing for one year. And I helped develop the writing program that the school was going to use. And then for the other two years, I did writing and power hour. Which, if you know what power hour is, um, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. Um, so, I did that for a couple years. Um, a few years. And then I moved over to another school because I had my son. So I moved over to another school and I was teaching math and science. I had been hired to teach science and writing just like I had been before. But when a new principal comes in, a new principal gets to make their decision on things. And so I went in and that principal, without looking at any of my data or ever having a conversation with me, decided I needed to be a math teacher. So, needless to say, that year I struggled so bad. I know the right ways to teach, but when you don't understand the content, how can you teach it? So, I spent a lot of time. First of all, I was a brand new mom, um, and that in itself is a lot. So, I was a brand new mom, which took a lot of my time. And on top of that, I was having to plan stuff I'd never planned before. And then on top of that, I knew that I needed to be able to put time and effort into the science part. And to be completely honest with you, I just didn't have the time to put into the science. And so, like many schools do, science fell to the wayside for me. Um, I knew when I left there that I was not a math teacher and I was never going to be a math teacher. And so the next position I took, I actually went to a new school and I took on fourth grade ELA. I 
freaking loved it. Every part of it. Idiom of the day, vocabulary, breaking down the standards, um, center time, rotations, meeting with my kids, all of those things made for a really, really great, really great year. Um, I know that my principal at the time was really thrilled with how I was teaching and what I was teaching and my data showed that the kids made gains and everything was great. So speed up to 2020 and I got scared. I don't think I ever really worried about my mortality prior to being a parent, but then after becoming a parent, all of a sudden now it's the only thing I think about. Like I, it's not that I need to be alive for me. I know where I'm gonna go when I die. It's that I don't want my child to have to live his life without me. And so that made for a very interesting dynamic. It made for me to feel like I couldn't go back in the classrooms because I just, I had no idea how my district was gonna handle this. And I had a baby at home and I wanted to make sure that I was healthy, my son was healthy, and so, speed up the process here, I ended up starting a school, and it was a great school. It Honestly, it was small, but it was intimate, and the kids all got really good attention, and I loved every moment of being able to teach there and being able to grow teachers, so like, I had other teachers underneath me and I had to teach them and give them professional development and that kind of thing. I loved that part of it. What I didn't love was the policies, the procedures, the meetings with parents, the paperwork behind being able to take on students with scholarships. There was a lot of things that it was just really difficult for me to be able to do. And then on top of that, there are so many personalities. When you start a private school at a church. There's just so many personalities that have to come in and help you or, you know, you've got to go get permission for things. And it just made my life a little more difficult than I wanted it to. So speed up. I did a few years there. And then last year I was at the school I'm currently at and I did English language arts again. And I took that knowledge of running a school and professional development and helping others. And I use that in my classroom. And I had 84% proficient or made gains. And that to me just speaks for itself. So it was a great year and I was able to help others and I did trainings and I just all these lovely things. And so then I decided I wanna be a coach one day. I've already been in the coach's pool because that's what I thought I wanted to do when I came back to Polk County Schools. Um, but I got selected to be part of the Teachers Coaching Teachers Cohort. And so over the summer, I've been plugging away at the classes that they have for us. I've made two A's so far, thank goodness. And um, they're great classes and they've been really helpful. But in them, I have had to create some professional developments. So I've had to work with my principal. I had to work with the um, reading coach that was in my school, uh, the assistant principal, I worked with her. And we developed quite a few different professional developments and some things that we know that the teachers need at the school. 
So I have that going on. I have the teacher engagement ambassador, the T, if you will, um, that works more on uh, like emotions and, and how to regulate as a teacher and, you know, ways to be healthy and to, um, you know, find, find different ways for outlets. And I think it's really beautiful that our school district is doing something like that for mental health um, because I have not heard of any other school district doing something like that. So I had all these roles, right? Working with the reading coach. I did not, did not expect to get the phone call. <sighs> hey, do you got a minute? And my reading coach that I love, I love her, decided that she needed to work closer to home. Now, I cannot be mad at that. I get it. Um, personally, I like to drive at least 30 minutes away from my home because I don't want to run into the kids at the Circle K. I don't want to run into them at Publix. I want to be able to be me when I leave my home. And so for me, like, it's just, it's part of my job. Like, I, I want to be able to leave the area, okay? So my reading coach says to me, you need to apply for the job. No, I'm not ready. Um, so I had a therapy session and I told her like, well, what if this, what if that? And I've always been really bad at what ifs and I've always like wondered, you know, well, what if this happens, then what do I do? And so my therapist was like, well, what can you do? And she, I love her too, because she's so just matter of fact, and like, this is how it is, right? And so she kind of brought me back to earth and she's like, well, if you have concerns, go ask people the questions. But other than that, there's really nothing that can be done. If you want the position, you need to apply for it and let it go. And so we talked about my anxiety a little bit and my husband came home and I told him and I logged in online to see if the position had been posted yet and it had and something just said just apply for it. So I applied for it. After I applied for it, I noticed that there was a fifth grade position available and I was like, what? So mind you. I not yet had a conversation with my assistant, with my principal or my assistant principal. And, um, I knew that my school was down a few teachers and I knew that losing me from the classroom was going to make their life a little bit more difficult. And so thinking about it, I was like, you know what? I'm good either way. I'm okay. If I don't get moved from the classroom, I have all these ideas. I'm really excited to teach, but also like if they do choose to move me into that position, like I would be good at it and I would really enjoy it. So let's speed things up a little bit. The very next day after opening my application, and I started to get inundated with phone calls and emails and texts. Um, I had at least eight schools reach out to me during the day. Um, maybe more because I don't answer numbers I don't know. And so they're calling, they're texting and at this point, I knew that I was okay regardless of what my principal said or did. And I just wanted to be with my baby. My baby is going into kindergarten this year. And so I already have him scheduled and ready for the school I'm at. And I just, I didn't feel like changing things. And so um, 
I got a text from a friend then and she's been she's moved up and she's like well would you be interested in a, a science coach position and I got to thinking about it and I'm like you know I, I I actually would be interested in that I would love if it was that do it but I would be interested in at least hearing about your school and hearing about um, the position so fast forward a little bit more I went ahead and I interviewed um, nothing in my mind was like, I'm definitely switching schools. Nothing in my mind was like, I definitely want this other position. But there was a lot of me just kind of wondering, like, if other people see my more, my worth and they want me, then maybe I am ready for the reading coach position. And so, you know, I thought about it. I interviewed with them and I heard all about the job and the job sounded great. But the school was further. Um, and although I love science and I enjoy science and there's technology pieces to that that I enjoy and, and the school is STEM, it just didn't feel quite right. And the only thing I can explain is like, I feel like God has given me this, this discernment to this, this like gut feeling of when, you know, I should or shouldn't do something. And so I definitely prayed upon, prayed about it and thought about it and, um, I just kept thinking like, I just have to wait until my principal calls me. I just, I just need to be able to talk to him. And then I started thinking like, well, what if they don't want to move me? And what if this? And, and so I got to this place where I was like, okay, so what if they say, no, we can't move you because we can't move you out of the classroom. What could you do to solve that problem? Because again, if you've watched anything else I've put out there, my main thing is no problems, only solutions, right? So let's look at this. So what solution can you come up with? So I, I, I stayed up that night. I stay up a lot of nights, but I stayed up and I was thinking, and I'm just going through and I'm like, what could I do? If there are three or four different language arts positions that are open and available and we can't find people to fill them, what should I do? And so I thought about it and I'm like, well, I could make a bigger impact by doing whole group in those classrooms. I could go in, teach the standard, do my whole breakdown of the standard, which one day I need to do that for you guys and explain how I do that so that you all understand. Um, because it's really powerful and it really, really does a lot. And I know there's so many teachers out there that really are like, why do I have the standard on the board? The standard on the board is doing nothing for my kids. Well, it's doing nothing for your kids because you're doing nothing with it. Sorry, that was a little snarky, but I mean it. But sorry that was a little snarky okay so anyways so um I was like well this fixes it they'll at least get the whole group instruction from a licensed certified teacher and then the rest of them or the rest of the time I can put together the lessons for those classrooms just like I did last year when I had substitutes and I can go in and I can check on those rooms and I can make sure that they're still getting what they need with fidelity right so I was like, okay, I have a plan. I know what I'm going to say to my boss, right? So then I get a, a message the next day, don't you dare leave us. And I'm like, I don't want to. And I really and truly mean that. Like I, I didn't want to leave do it. Um, I finally feel like I found a school that I fit into and um, jumping around doesn't really work for me anymore. I'm getting older and I'm getting wiser. And I want to be at the school that my son's going to. And I want to be with my best friend. Um, so, and she's very loyal to the school she works at. She, um, 
she herself wants to make sure that she stays in one place for a while. And, and I admire that about her. Um, she stayed at one of the other schools I was at for a while, quite, quite a while after I left actually. So anyways, I finally get the phone call from my boss and I'm like, look, I know leaving me out of the classroom is going to put you in a situation. So here's what I think. This is my plan. And he hears me out and he goes, well, Miss Walker, I'm not going to lose you. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just think it's so beautiful and so, so, I'm going to get emotional. It's just so beautiful that, you know, there's, there's been, I've been at my rock bottom over the last year. Um, I lost a lot of people in my life and, and God brought me to do it. And I feel like that is a complete and total God thing. And thank God that he did <laughs> because I had the best support, the best admin, even, you know, and they were, they, there was three of them and they all have something different that they give to me. The principal of the school is very laid back and family oriented and he explains that we need to be that way too. And so he gives me the, the courage and the freedom to be able to work on and do what needs to be done, but also walk away from it when that needs to happen. And um, one of the assistant principals really encouraged me to dive even deeper into my craft and to do the very best I can to not only teach, but teach a great lesson in and out every week. And then the other assistant principal can seem a little scary at first, but when you get to know her, you can't help but love her. And I kind of, I love that though, because she gave me the courage to feel like I can set boundaries and I can say, no, you don't need my cell phone number. No, you don't need to talk to me that way. No, we need to just continue to work together. And, um, here's what, where we could meet. And she just, she has a backbone like no other. And I'm so like in awe of her. And so they each have their own little thing. And then there's just right down to, you know, the secretaries in the school and um, getting to know them and having uh, a JSA talent show last year, uh, being able to dance with one of my good friends from the office uh, for that talent show and all the kids, oh my gosh, you should have seen them. They loved every second of it. And those are the things that I'm talking about. Like I had a blast last year and I'm so thrilled to finally be bringing my five-year-old to school with me. And I think that's going to make it just that much more special. And anybody who knows me and knows my son, he is a pistol. He is, he's just so on the go all the time. And there's sometimes that it's hard for me to sit back and appreciate that. But people at the school, they're like, he's a kid. I get it. We've had kids. We know how he is. We're teachers. We're this, we're that. And they just love him. And I always have thought that the way to someone's heart is through their kids. Like if you can love their kids, then you're loving them. And it's just, it's a beautiful marriage of people. And now I am worried. I, I there's some things that have got me extremely stressed. Um, 
I've stayed up the last couple of nights just thinking like, oh my gosh, what if I have somebody who feels like they can't benefit from anything I have to give them? What if I can't serve somebody the right way? What if I offend somebody the way I'm trying to help them? What if I notice that somebody's teaching a terrible lesson and I don't say anything? What if I notice somebody's teaching a terrible lesson and I do say something? Like, there's so many things going through my brain right now. And I think at the heart of it is that I just want to help. And I know what the admin are saying about what our teachers need. But I also know teachers know what they need. And so I'm really praying and I'm really hoping that the teachers are open and honest and that they welcome me with open arms. And most of the people who found out so far, which once this goes live, they're all going to know what happened. But well, most of the people who found out so far are very, um, what's the right word? They're very, they're just supportive and they know that I'm going to do the very best job I can. And I'm super excited too because there's also another coach at the school, um, a math coach, and I can definitely learn from her. She's been doing this for six years. Uh, so while, while I'm fairly new at this, I have lots and lots of ideas, but I, I know it's going to be like everything else where like you have all these ideas in your head and then you get there and the reality is a little bit different than you thought it was going to be. And that's fine. I get that. And <laughs> I feel like flexibility is the name of the game. I feel like at this point in my profession, I don't have a choice but to just sit back and try to serve others the best that I can and continue to do what's right when it's right. And if people don't like that, then that's a them thing, not a me thing. So, you know, it's definitely been very interesting trying to navigate all of this and not knowing who I should tell just yet or what I should tell anybody. But today I had a meeting with my principal. It was a brief, quick one. Like I've been moving classrooms and stuff and um, just, just the conversation we had. Like I just feel so much more at ease now and know what his expectation is. I know what he needs and I want to help the best I can. So your girl is a reading coach. I, um, I'm in awe. I'm shocked. I'm blessed. Thankful. Scared. Um, so, you know, if you have any, any tips for me, maybe even if you have any stories of things that you felt like didn't go so well, let me know in the comments. Give me a heads up of things that I should avoid. Let me know the things that I should make sure I do and make sure I check on. And um, what were the ways that reading coaches or any coaches helped you the best? Maybe you don't teach reading. Maybe you teach a different subject and you had somebody come alongside and give you some great advice. What was it? And help me out, guys. Help me out. So I know this is a very short podcast. I've been working in my classroom all week trying to get it ready for the substitute that's going to be in there unless they can get a teacher hired within the next week or so um, and then moving into an actual office. I'm just, I'm so baffled by it. Like, it's not even funny, but I'm just like, what? I'm going to be a coach. Um, so yeah, I know this week is short. I do have two interviews coming up. 
Um, and those, those will be the last two podcast episodes of the summer series. And I'm super excited for you guys to listen to that and hear those, um, people. Uh, I will be starting back up on the podcast after about, um, October, I think is when we decided because, um, September is my birthday month and I'm going to do everything I can to have a very good birthday because, I've not celebrated my birthday in a very long time. So, this girl's turning 33. Um, and I'm just trying to embrace it at this point. I mean, crow's feet and all. It is what it is, you know. Uh, so, I'm going to add in some footage of me prepping and working on my classroom. Um, and what my classroom currently looks like. i got to stop saying mine because it's not mine anymore. But, of what the classroom currently looks like into this video. I hope you enjoy. If you have any questions for me or any advice, please leave a comment. Check out my uh, podcast page. Check out my TikTok. I'm at 615 followers. If we get to a thousand followers by the end of August, I'm going to do a huge giveaway. And I'm not talking a little giveaway. I'm talking a huge giveaway. So share this, give it out to everybody. And Without further ado, 